Hello, welcome to another episode of Partners in Crime. I'm Caroline. And I'm Kaylee, and this week we have a special collaborative case of the case of Gabby Petito. This is a current, ongoing investigation. So we don't know everything, but we have a lot of theories and a lot of facts that has happened over the past two months. Okay, so the victim of today's case is Gabby Petito, as Kaylee said. She was a 22-year-old social media influencer, um, specifically in like van life. She documented on YouTube and Instagram um, the travels across the country. She was originally from Blue Point, New York, and she was also dating Brian Laundrie, who was 23-year-old. Um, he was also from Blue Point. They both moved together to Northport, Florida to be with Brian's family, and they were currently on a cross-country road trip together. A little brief history about the relationship, because this is important in what happens in this case. The two of them met in Long Island growing up. They went to high school together. They became friends in high school, and they rekindled their friendship in 2018 and began dating in 2019. They fell in love with each other over their shared interest of traveling in the outdoors. They got engaged in July of 2020, and as Caroline said, Gabby moved to Florida to be with Brian and his family, and Gabby's father also moved to Florida a month before they went to their road trip um, just to be with her because... All her family was in New York still, but uh, according to multiple accounts of friends of Gabby's and Gabby's family, the relationship was not as good as it seemed on Instagram or YouTube. It seemed like they were very happy and healthy together, but one of Gabby's friends, Rose Davis, had said that Brian had become controlling and extremely jealous over her. He would take her ID so that Gabby couldn't go out with her friends to bars or clubs and that he was becoming more aggressive towards her. Gabby's family believed her relationship with Brian was on the rocks, and her father and mother also referred to him as, their, as her boyfriend in interviews, which is weird because they were engaged, and usually that title is very you know, significant in your relationship in your life. You're going to want to call your daughter's fiancé fiancé right. or son-in-law or something like that. They never called him that, really, in any interviews, um, which could maybe show that they either didn't like him at all, or maybe they didn't know about it. Well, I have a quote from um, the mother about the relationship that, in an interview, she clarified that Gabby and Brian had been engaged, mm -hmm. but they decided to call it off and go back to just dating because they felt like they were too young. Um, and a quote directly from her is, I think they just kind of put it on hold because they felt it was a little too fast. They were very excited at first, but then they were like, let's just wait. We're very young. So they were really just boyfriend and girlfriend, she said. End quote. And Gabby's friend, Rose, also said that he was always worried that she was going to leave him. And it would be a constant thing that he was like, you're going to leave me. You don't want to be with me. And that... He would try to make it a th point to where Rose and Gabby couldn't hang out with each other because he wanted to be with her or wanted to know what he, she was doing at all times kind of thing. Um, and Rose also said that she was Gabby's only friend in Florida. And you're taking her away from her yes. only friend. And, like, she, Gabby moved from, like, she grew up in New York. She lived in New York her whole life. She moved a year ago to be with him. His family. And his family. And, like, her dad obviously recently just moved there, but, like... You said, like, a month she, Yeah, it was a month before the trip, so... That's no time. Yeah. Absolutely no time to get, you know, connections, friends, whatever. I understand that people can, like, have, like, relationship issues where they 
like are scared that the other person is going to leave them and that's yeah. usually tied to other things yeah that has happened to them in the past but to like be so scared that you're like girlfriend or fiance or whoever is going to like leave you by just hanging out with someone else another female is going to leave you it's when not she's a just guy. hanging out with yeah. your friend yeah it's not a guy like she's not going out hanging out with multiple men like right. that's different but it's her friend like her only friend her only reportedly only friend in florida but that's just a little background of them so you can kind of get an understanding of how they were together in their relationship but now for the timeline of events. Who boy, strap in. Okay. Yeah, it's long. It's up until the day that we're filming this, which is the 22nd. So their trip began on July 2nd of 2021. They departed from Blue Point, New York, which actually... So did they go up there? Yes, so they went up to Blue Point because Gabby's little brother was graduating high school. So they went together to attend the graduation and be with her family for a week before they left. So they left from New York. Okay. So yes, they were taking this trip because they had postponed their wedding um, after getting engaged due to the, as we all know, the pandemic. They left out driving Gabby's 2012 Ford Transit van. They had converted the inside um, so that they could sleep in there. And they were going to document their trip on YouTube and Instagram. They had plans of traveling to Florida, Kansas, Colorado, and Utah, going to different national parks and tourist attractions. And sometime during their trip on August 12th, the Mohab City Police Department in Utah were called to reports of disorderly conduct. When police arrived to the scene, Gabby and Brian were in their van. Gabby was crying and extremely emotional. She said that the two of them had been fighting all day. The witness that called the police said that they saw Gabby hitting... Brian, and then there was another 911 report that said that Brian was hitting Gabby, and that caller said that they drove by and a gentleman was slapping the girl. We stopped, they ran up and down the sidewalk, he proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off. There's not much information on that call, however. So there was body cam footage released of this incident, and you can see Gabby hysterically crying throughout it. What's going on? How can you cry? I'm sorry, we've just been fighting this morning. Some personal issues. It was a long day. We were camping yesterday and camping got the supplies and stuff. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I hit the, the, the bump there. <laughs> I was distracting him from driving, I'm sorry. Oh, it's just, some days I, <laughs> I have really bad OCD. And okay. so I just, I was just cleaning and straightening up back of the van before and I was apologizing to him and saying, I'm sorry that I'm so mean because sometimes I have OCD and sometimes I can get really frustrated. Not like mean towards him. I just like, I guess my vibe is like, I hear him be like in a bad mood. We weren't physical before the point where I said, all right, let's, let's just take a breather and, and like walk away for a minute. I'll lock the van up and I'll go for a walk this way and you can go walk that, that way on the block. So you push her and she hit you? She was, I wasn't, I, it wasn't like a push and she jumped on me. She was, she was already, she was already, I don't know what to she was already swinging and I was pushing her. Yeah. A lot of angles, a lot of nails, a lot of rings. Yeah. You got yeah. three scratches in your neck. You got one on your left side of your head. You got one in your face here and you got four blood bleeding on her. So I just tried to. She said to the police that they had been fighting all morning and over personal issues. 
She states that she has really bad OCD and she was just trying to clean and straighten up the van. They had been blogging for their YouTube channel and it was really stressing her out. She said that Brian was being really mean to her about the YouTube channel saying that she couldn't do it. She couldn't make those videos or like she wasn't good enough to produce the videos for the vlogs. Well, what? I didn't... Yes, this is all in the body cam footage which I'm going to be editing in so you guys can see it. Um... But yeah, she says along the lines that he just wasn't supporting it. He was saying that she couldn't do it. Um, I don't think he ever said she wasn't good enough. But, like, that's how she was taking yes. it. And that's what she was upset about. And she also said that she apologized because she can be really mean to him sometimes because she gets OCD and she gets very frustrated. So that's where I think the slapping came in. Um, I saw a news article that said that she admitted to slapping him. Because she was so frustrated. I saw something that, um, she said I wasn't slapping him to hurt him. I was slapping him to let him know that the police were behind us. Because apparently okay. he wasn't paying attention. And that, and then when he hit her, when she slapped his arm, he swerved. And I just remember seeing hmm. a police article about that. He did have scratches on his face, his arm. Um, I think there was another mark on his face. So that's when the police were like, okay, we're going to um, separate you guys for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So Gabby stayed in the van, and the police took Brian to a hotel near the area where he stayed for that night. Um, there was no charges pressed because they reportedly said that they are in love with each other, they're engaged to be married, and they don't want to see anyone charged with a crime. Um, it all Brian said in the body cam footage, you can hear him say that it started when he got in the van with 30 feet. Um, and she just kind of freaked out about that, I assume, because she said she just cleaned the van, so she didn't want him in there with 30 feet. He just said that it was a squabble, he's in love with her, he doesn't want anything to happen with them, they've just had some emotional tension building up throughout the trip, because they've been together constantly for however long it's been. Four to five months. Yeah. Um. And I know, like... I know she said, like, um, it's personal issues and that he was getting in the van with 30 feet, but I've seen um, a quote from, it was a quote from a witness of the incident who said that they looked like they were arguing over the control of Gabby's phone, like he had her phone and wouldn't give it back to her. Hmm. Did you read anything about that? I did not see that. Okay. But that makes sense, because I have heard on it was either reddit or twitter where people were saying that he took her phone a lot or mm -hmm. like wanted her phone a lot and mm -hmm. if she didn't give it to him he would be upset about that i can't remember exactly where that came from or how true that is but i do remember seeing something like that and gabby's friend rose davis who i'd mentioned earlier um when she saw the body cam footage she was said to one of the news stations that Gabby has really bad anxiety sometimes, but something bad to, must have had happened for her to be triggered like that. Because that must have been that was like odd that mm -hmm. she was so upset and so triggered by that event. So she, Gabby's friend Rose, thinks that something else would have happened at that point. But one thing that I really had an issue with um, with the body cam footage, I only watched clips of it. I didn't watch the entire thing, but the police were telling Gabby. And I do understand that, like, they had both said, like, we love each other. We don't want there to be any charges pressed against one another. But they had, the cop was telling Gabby, like, oh, do you want me to tell him that you love him and that you'll see him in the morning? And a lot of people were just saying how they didn't like, 
the cop's response to, like, what was seeming like a domestic violence dispute, and you're not taking it seriously. Um, I understand that, and I get that. Mm -hmm. I also think that the way that they were talking to Brian was a little weird. Um, and also Brian was just kind of, like, didn't really care what was happening. He was very not crying, not emotional. He was kind of smiling a little bit, Mm -hmm. honestly, which I thought was very weird considering his fiancé. He was laughing while she was crying. Yeah, and his fiancé is literally in hysterics, like, crying, sobbing. Um, So I thought that was weird. But the police were kind of a little, I don't know, it was odd. And I feel like they probably should have looked into it more or done more or thought more. But, I mean, I guess at the same time, it is a domestic violence thing. They didn't really see what happened. Yeah. It's hard to do, do anything. anything. They can't really no. do anything. Yeah. Um, and they also said they didn't want charges pressed. So, I mean, I they can't do yeah. anything. I saw a lot of people commenting that it was the class. I don't want to say classic, but it is pretty classic. Um, the woman is hysterical right now. We're just going to listen to, like, the man mostly and just kind of take his side. Yeah, you can kind of, I can kind of see that argument. Um like, he's the one who's level-headed right now, like, obviously... You know. Also, he had scratches and stuff on him, so I feel like the police were like, okay, she definitely hit you or did something, so mm-hmm. I think they probably went based off of that information, because that's all that they knew. But yeah, definitely, it's like, oh, she's going crazy right now, and she apparently supposedly has OCD. Like, we're going to talk to the guy and figure it out from him, because they didn't really ask her any questions other than what's wrong, why are you crying, and then, I mean, she told them, like, mm-hmm. they had been arguing and whatever, but, yeah. This is just me talking, speculating. If he had her phone, and you're trying to get your phone from someone, you're going to be scratching. If you're slapping, that's, that's like fat, or not fat, <laughs> that's flat-handed, yeah. your nails aren't going to be in contact, but if you're, like, do you know what I <laughs> No, yeah, that makes sense. It makes more sense for him to, like, have been, like, defended, or, like, you know, defending himself instead of just—I mean, not defending himself, but like if he guarding had a, the phone. Yeah, if he had a phone and he had it like, and they're in a car together. You're scratching yeah. the arms. You're scratch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like the where he pointed out his injuries in the body cam, which you guys can see, it looks like it would have been coming from an angle of her being in the passenger seat because he was driving. Right. So yeah, that's a good theory. I, I think, think it's it, solid. Like if that did happen, which I haven't seen anything that he had a phone, but. I don't think it's, like, a question of, like, did she scratch him? I think it's a question of why was she scratching him. Yeah, like, what is the argument? I mean, that's the whole thing. It's, like, did they have domestic violence issues? Is he someone that is going to hit her or cause harm to her is the biggest question out of all of this, and that's why people are analyzing the body cam footage, their relationship as a whole, and if he was taking her phone... Mm-hmm. I mean, he was taking her ID. Yeah, he was taking her ID. I assume he'd be taking her phone and looking through it, based on the fact he was taking her ID. Right. To not go get a drink with her friend, like. It does point to that. It's just common sense. It points I to him like, being yeah. very controlling. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Gabby's last known location was on August twenty fifth, around the Grand Trenton, Wyoming area, heading up towards Yellowstone National Park. Uh, this was the last time that she had Facetimed her mom. And there was also an Instagram post that had been posted during this day. Yes, so this was her last Instagram post. It is, I will also put this in the video, it is of her at a mural. Um, The location is not tagged in this post. However, on 
all of her other posts except the last two, she has a location tagged, so a lot of people think that that's weird. Mm -hmm. Um, And then her caption is very different from any caption that she's ever put on Instagram. It's one line. The caption simply reads, Happy Halloween with a bug emoji and a pumpkin emoji. Um... Every single post that she has, the caption is literally a book. Like, it, she has wrote a lot on it, just describing her trip. Like, she was a blogger, so she's right. blogging on each Instagram post about her trip, what her and Brian are doing, and a lot of people think she did not post this. Also, it was August 25th. Why are you saying Happy Halloween? Right. Like, That's I was thinking weird. this was September. It wasn't September. It was August 25th, and she's saying Happy Halloween. In the picture, she is holding a pumpkin, which... I guess would make sense for the Halloween, but I mean, honestly, personally, if I was posting this, I would say happy fall or right. excited for That's fall. exactly what I was just um, saying. I would not say happy Halloween on August 25th. Uh, so that's odd. That might be her personality. I don't know this girl, but everybody is saying that this is a very weird post. It's very out of character. It's mm-hmm. very out of aesthetic for her. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that Brian may have posted this or someone else may have posted it. On August 27th, there was a text from Gabby's phone that was sent to her mother saying that she was heading up to Yellowstone. So they were actually heading to Yellowstone, but the text read that they were going to Yosemite, which is in California, 12 hours away from Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. And I listened to this podcast called Going West. They have three episodes on the Gabby case. I listened to the first two. They were very up to date, like with what was happening, because they released them as the case was happening. And they said that Brian had stated either on social media or just to friends that he absolutely hated California, mm-hmm. so that they would probably not be going to that national park. Right. And their trip destinations did not have any route to be going to California. Like, they were going to Wyoming and they were going to Yellowstone. Yellowstone was supposedly the last location they were going to. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense that they would be going from Yellowstone all the way, 12 hours away, to Yosemite. Um, It was a strange typo. The mother thought it was a strange typo, but they just kind of dismissed it, thinking that it was a typo. But people have been saying that that text does not come from Gabby. That text came from Brian, and he was just... It was a mess up because he was panicking, trying to get a text to her mother that she so she wouldn't be worried because the whole time Gabby was communicating with her parents and her friends, you know, sharing where they were, sharing a location, just talking about where they were. The only time that they wouldn't be communicating is when she would lose service at certain national parks and places that they were hiking. Mm-hmm. And actually the very last communication that Gabby had with her family was on August 30th, and it was a very odd text message. She texted, quote, can you help Stan? I keep getting his voicemails and missed calls. So Stan was Gabby's grandfather, but according to her mom, Gabby never called him Stan. She never said that. So that immediately put a red flag in her mom's head saying that Gabby did not send that message and something is wrong. So that's when she started, you know, thinking that something had happened to Gabby and that someone else had her phone and she was sending that. Another thing people are saying is Brian also sent that message as well as potentially sending the Yellowstone message with the typo of Yosemite and also posting that Instagram post. Uh, One thing I do want to add to that is I've seen people saying, like, to play, like, devil's advocate, um, saying, like, well, maybe Gabby was just busy and she was doing something and and Brian just sent the text message innocently. But uh, the day before that, August 29th, between 
5.54 p.m. and 6.09 p.m., Brian was picked up by a lady. There is a TikTok video where she tells all about this. Um, and in that TikTok, she describes how she gave a ride. Um, she gave Brian a ride to Jackson Dam. He started freaking out, though, that she was not driving in the right direction. She described him as being alone, scruffy, and agitated. And sit. she said that he kept making comments that his fiance was back alone at their van and that he had been hitchhiking for a couple of days. But she said she did not believe this because he looked to be like freshly showered and like very clean. And in my opinion, I think he was just trying to build an alibi saying like, well, she's been alone in that van for a couple of days and I've been hitchhiking by myself for a couple of days during that time. So obviously... See, there's a lot of reports that, or not really reports, but him saying that he is hitchhiking or people saying he's hitchhiking. I feel like if you're hitchhiking that much, multiple people are going to see you and mm -hmm. say, oh, this was Brian, like I picked up Brian on the side of the road in Utah or Wyoming mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, I feel like people are going to see this on the news because it's everywhere. Right. It's everywhere like you're gonna unless you're like in the backwoods off the grid you're not gonna like you're gonna know about this case so you're gonna see pictures of him and you're gonna be like oh i picked him up on august so 30th so. you know like let me report that right so i don't understand the whole i've been hitchhiking for so and so days i feel like someone's gonna see you mm -hmm. and apparently nobody's seen him so i don't understand that um on that same night though august 29th around 11 p.m there um Around 11 p.m., he was spotted throwing out trash in Jackson, and he was cussing and just seemed to be, like, in a general bad mood. And then on August 31st, he added a very questionable song to a Spotify playlist that they shared. So throughout, before the trip and throughout the trip, they would add different songs on the Spotify playlist that they would be listening to while driving or camping or hiking or whatever. And very, most of the songs were, like, happy. Yeah, they were very happy, you know, outdoorsy-go-lucky. Like, you know? love songs, Yeah, even. they were very, they were good songs. I mean, it's a very common thing to make road trip playlists. I've done it, everybody's done it. Right. But this song he added was just odd. It was a song about a badger decomposing it's a very weird song. He also added three or four more weird songs that just after knowing all of this stuff, the lyrics and the songs are just odd. Mm -hmm. And he added those songs at the same time while he was driving back to Florida because on September 1st, Brian returned to Florida without Gabby at the house that they lived in together. I want to say something about this. Um, as Kaylee knows, and I'll, I'll just share this with you, let me flex on you guys. I just came back, not... I went on a cross-country road trip this summer with my friend Abby. During this entire time that I was reading about this case, I just kept thinking, if I had came back without Abby, like, just... <laughs> I don't understand how, like... Like, alone. Like, you guys also, we all live get like in the right. same area so if you came back without abby i'd be like uh where's right. abby like we would oh i don't know she just she got out of the car and said she wanted to do her own thing i <laughs> no. wouldn't no one does that no. you go across country with someone you're going to come back exactly especially a girl as you know young and small as she is was you would be afraid i feel like like i would be afraid to be alone in the middle of nowhere where i've never been before mm -hmm. like also, you're with your fiance. You're right. having a trip together. You're going to come back together. Even if his story ends up being, whatever his story may be, but if it ends up being like, well, she got out of the car and she decided she didn't want to be with me anymore, so I went back home. That's not that's not plausible in my mind because that's your fiance that you love so much. 
You don't right. leave them. It, even like, if you guys are in the worst fight of your life, yeah. you're like, well, let's just go back to Florida and we can split up. Even a breakup, like, I feel like if they did break up during this trip, like, I don't feel like he would just up and leave and, move, like, drive. I think it was a 36-hour drive, like, alone. He drove 36 hours alone listening to these songs he added on this playlist that are super weird and super creepy like, we listened to one of the songs, and just, like, the thought of driving home after potentially killing someone or just your fiancé goes missing, that is the weirdest song to be listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I don't think I said that he was in the van. He drove 36 hours in the van that they shared. That was also her van. Yeah. It wasn't his. It no. was hers. And I feel like if they did break up and she's like, I'm not going to be with you and I'm not going to be here, she would take the van. I would take the van. It's my van. I'll leave you here. Right. And you can hitchhike to Florida. I'm going to go to New York, go home or whatever. Like, even like what I was going to say earlier is even if they did break up, I feel like they've been together for over a year. Like, I feel like it's, like, at the point, it's like, I care enough about you to drive you home or drive home together. Like, we can just end the trip now. You know, we'll just have a very awkward 36-hour mm-hmm. drive, but at least I know you're safe and right. we're safe, and then you can move out and go home to New York. I just keep thinking about, like, okay, if Abby and I got into a terrible fight that we just weren't talking to each other mm-hmm. and, like, we ended the trip halfway through it, I, again, would still come home with her. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I was talking to her about it, and I was like, can you imagine your parents' reactions if I just came home, didn't tell you, didn't tell them I was home, and they would text me and, like, hey, where's Abby? No response. I would be in jail. Like, I don't understand how he's just like, I don't know. Yeah, and then, like, the way that, which we'll get into this, I'm not trying to get ahead, but the way that his parents are acting and he's acting and, like, how the whole thing has went down, it's very weird. It's like he's being protected by somebody. Seems a little suspicious. It's it's suspicious. It's weird. It's a little weird. It's a little suspicious. Um, where are we? So, September 10th, so you can start that. (laughs) So after not hearing from Gabby for a while, her mom texted um, Brian's mom, and this is on September 10th, so nine days after Brian has returned home. um, Gabby sent a mother to Brian's mother, stating that she was worried about them and asked if she had heard anything. Brian's mom never responded, didn't say anything to her, saying, hey, well, Brian's home. You haven't heard from Gabby? Being any way concerned about it like that? I don't think the mom knew that Brian was home. I don't think anybody at this point knew that Brian was home. Brian, well, they lived with his parents. No, I mean Gabby's mom. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, Brian's mom. I wish I knew their names. Like, I'm surprised, like, Brian's mother wasn't like, oh, well, Brian's home. Yeah, no, she just did not say anything. She did not say anything to this woman. Um, Which is suspicious. So it's like, okay, you're covering up for your kid. Mm -hmm. Is what, that immediately is where my head goes. On September 11th, Gabby's family reports her missing to the Suffolk County Police Department in New York at 6.55 p.m. exactly. The van was taken into custody, and the police were knocking on Brian's door in Florida. His mom answered the door and gave the police a piece of paper with an attorney's number on it and shut the door. That was the end of that. And then they took the van out out of the driveway, I guess. It just makes me so angry. Like, that right there is guilty. Written all over it. Because he got an attorney before... Like, you have to get an attorney before the fact. Like, if you already have a number, like, you Mm -hmm. already know, then you've probably already lawyered up. Like, as Mm -hmm. soon as you go home, you're like, okay, mom, I need a lawyer. Right. Like, you... 
The fact that he didn't report her missing. Like, yeah, just everything about weird. it. You leave her, you don't report her missing, you don't tell her mom, I'm home by the way. Like, I, everything about it just makes me so angry. Yeah, it's really, it's really <laughs> irritating. So, on September 14th, Brian packed a backpack and told his family that he was heading out to hike at Myhacky Hatchie Creek um, Environmental Park in Northport, Florida. He drove his silver convertible Mustang um, there, and this was his last known location. The next day, Brian's parents went out there to the location, saw his vehicle still there, decided for some reason to drive it home. Uh, the following day, on September 15th, Brian was officially named a person, a person of interest in the case. His parents had been refusing to speak to police. Like Kaylee said, like when they knocked on the door, all she did was hand them the lawyer's information. So then two days later, on September 17th, police entered Brian's home, and he is then reported missing by his family. So what this says, basically, is that his family knew that the car was still going to be there. They went to go get the car, and they brought the car home, and they did not say anything about Brian to anyone until the police came in and they were like, where is, where is he? So then they're like, oh, he's missing. Right. How convenient. Right. Um, I definitely think the parents are covering up something because it doesn't, nothing that they've been doing, like, shows that they're not guilty. Right. Um, the fact that he disappeared and nobody has found him still and the fact that they won't talk to media, they won't talk to Gabby's family at all. Brian's family has not said a single word to Gabby's family. Brian has not said anything to Gabby's family either, or police or anything. And they immediately lawyered up. And most cases, I feel like if you immediately lawyer up, mm -hmm. you got something that you're trying to, mm -hmm. you know, not go to jail for. Right. So, yeah, it's interesting. And then unfortunately, on September 19th, Gabby's body was found in a remote area of Grand Teton National Park, 900 feet from where the van was last seen on the 27th of August. Fast forward to September 21st, which was yesterday of the day that we're recording this, her death was ruled a homicide by police. So she was murdered, something happened, mm -hmm. we just don't know what yet, um, but on the 20th, Brian's Mustang was towed away from his home for um, investigation by the police. And as of today, the 22nd, law enforcement have got an underwater dive team to the nature reserve in Florida to search for Brian. They're searching a swampy 25,000 acre reserve in Venice, Florida, which is where Brian told his parents that he was headed before he went missing. Mm -hmm. I just want to say one thing about uh, Brian's parents. You don't text back uh, your daughter-in-law's parents. In fact, what would that, whatever. You don't text back your daughter-in-law's parents asking where's my daughter. Um, also, she lived with them. Like, they were close to her. Right, they, I forgot about that. They she lived, lived That was like them. basically her daughter. And I did see some article or something that said that they were, they close. were close. She loved so her like would, a daughter. Yeah, exactly. So you would think that she would be like, oh, like mad that your son potentially killed this girl. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Um, you don't answer any police questions. Your son, who 
you know, I would think is already a person of interest, basically, just not announced, should be a person of interest. Um, you let him go on a hike by himself. Right. Go collect the vehicle. Don't tell police until they come in your house and you're forced to explain why your son isn't there. Yeah. It just makes me so angry and it makes me... How t- how terrible of a person do you have to be, quite honestly? I, I read a quote from Gabby's father and this was really heartbreaking. And he said, like, you know, Brian is comfortable in his home and my daughter is somewhere in the transcontinental United States without um, a bed to sleep in, food, or a phone. Why won't you speak to us, Brian? Like, that's so heartbreaking. This was your fiance. Like, I don't, it's, it boggles the mind. It is a very mind-boggling case. It, like, as soon as I heard about this, because, like, the first thing, first article I ever saw was that he was in Florida without his fiance. Like, they were on a road trip together. I was like, what? Like, it didn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So that's when I kind of started looking into it. But um, there's a lot of theories. I couldn't collect them all. We couldn't collect them all mm-hmm. because there's so many. There's a whole Reddit page that I recommend looking at because people on Reddit, they they might as well be detectives at some point in their life because, dear God, the time that they have mm-hmm. to put all this information together is crazy to me. But there's a lot of, you know, interesting stuff on there theory-wise and just throughout the investigation, what people have seen and picked up on. Um... But the first one that I want to talk about is their Instagram post. So they were both posting on Instagram frequently throughout this trip. Um, They both are kind of the same with the extremely long captions um, tagging each other. They tag the location in every single post. But Brian less so with the captions. Yeah, Brian has less of a longer caption except his very last post, which has a really long caption. But, like I said before, Gabby's last two posts do not have locations on them, and that's, like, the only post on her Instagram that don't have locations, which is weird. Um, But Brian's last post, which has a location in Mohab, Utah, the caption to me is weird. Mm -hmm. Um, This post was posted August 13th, and I'm just going to read the caption real quick. It says... Humans are primates. Great apes, in fact, but I don't know all how great we are as a species. Chimpanzees share 98.8% of their DNA with humans, our closest, li- our closest living relative. But as I see it, every living creature is in some way our relative, even trees. Only, eight, only 800 million years ago, animal cells started appearing on Earth, compromised of ma- mainly the same parts and following the same functions as plant cells. Requiring oxygen, solar energy, minerals, nutrients, and water, this tree was surviving in only inches of soil in an area of extreme heat and drought. I think our culture, our society, I think our culture, our society has put itself above all living creatures, creating needs purely to support destructive economic practices. This tree doesn't require an Apple Watch. It doesn't stream its favorite shows or have a microwave oven, pay health insurance, or drink Gandhi Ice Caramel Macchiatos. It is a tree, it is just a tree, but you rarely see geese riding jet skis or wearing designer clothing either. I think if we all want breathable air and drinkable water, we all need to learn how to live with less, with an earth emoji. When was that posted? August 13th. So the day after the incident. 
Yes, this is a day after the domestic incident where the police were called and there's body cam footage of that. I think one thing about it being so weird is it's, um, just from his other post, it just looks very out of place. Yeah, the caption is honestly, like, really weird and out of place compared to the rest of them. Like, I will say, like, on most of his posts and most of her posts, they were talking about the environment and, like, how we should be more caring to the environment and, like, climate change is a real thing, which is great, you know, great to be advocates for that. But also, like, the timing of this and just the whole saying how, I don't know how us as a species or how great we are as a species, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of making it seem like humans are bad people Mm -hmm. and I'm bad people. Like, I don't know, that's how I took it in a way. Mm -hmm. You think he's uh, reflecting, self-reflecting? Like, maybe, or just he's just in a weird state of mind. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just a really long caption compared to his other ones. Self-projecting. Yeah. Um, Like, it's just odd. Like, this tree doesn't require an Apple Watch. It doesn't stream his favorite shows. Like, that's just weird. And then the ice caramel macchiato part caught me the most. Mm -hmm. That is so specific. And if we're being like, oh, a typical white girl Starbucks drink, if that's where he's going with that, I always think pumpkin spice latte. I think that's what everyone always puts their head to is a pumpkin spice latte, not a caramel macchiato. Mm -hmm. That was weird to me. So that took, to me, in my head, I was like, maybe he's thinking of Gabby's favorite drink being an iced caramel macchiato. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't, like, that's just my theory no, that yeah. I've come up with with this Instagram caption. The podcast that I mentioned earlier, they talked about this Instagram caption also saying that it was weird, and I just agree with that. I'm no, just, it, it is really weird. It's, like, everything, I feel like from Gabby's perspective, was very positive. It was very positive. And All his of her is stuff. just not. Yeah. Which could just be a difference in personality, but I think that's also just... Again, a great example of how different they are. So they also had a YouTube channel where they only posted one video. I, at this time, could not find that YouTube channel or that video. I assume it has been taken down. I do not know. I unfortunately never got to watch it. But um, I heard, like, an audio clip of it on the podcast that I had mentioned. And... She was just talking about where they were going and what they were doing. Um, They sounded happy together. Um, Brian barely talked in it, so I don't really know. But, yeah, that's... As far as social media, she was posting... You know, they posted that one video. Um, The podcast I listened to said that it was a very professional video and, like, they could have probably gone really far with their vlogs if they had continued it. Um, And then they posted on Instagram. Um, She posted pretty frequently... Each post is, like, a national park that they were at. Mm -hmm. Um, Each post is a national park, except for her very last post, which also kind of adds, like, it was at a mural, so I assume, I don't know where this is, but I assume it's kind of a famous mural. Um, It's of a monarch butterfly. Um, And like we said earlier, the caption just simply reads, Happy Halloween. And... It's just weird. Like, it's, it's just it's weird. It's weird. It's out it's of aesthetic. It's very short. Like, when looking at her Instagram, which I will show in the video portion of this, like, that picture compared to the rest of them is so out of place. Mm-hmm. It is so out of place. And she's a blogger. She's a social media person. So, you know, she's going to look and see what pictures fit with the aesthetic. Like, does it go together? This picture does not. And I don't feel like she would post that because it doesn't go with this. All the other pictures um, 
are uh, pictures of, like, the canyons and, like, the rocks that they're beside. Um, it's like hiking trails. It's not in front of a wall. Right. Uh, to me, the most interesting insight and, like, speculation to this entire case is that the Brian's family has effectively just bought him time to fled from authorities. And this is actually the same point that John Walsh, who is the host of Americans Most Wanted, uh, has made in an interview that I believe was taken when was this? from an article that was written today um, on September 22nd. Because, as I said earlier, he told his family he was leaving, they let him go, and the next day they went and collected his car, and then it was two or three days later when they finally said that he was missing because the police came into their home and they basically had to. That's two to three whole days where no one knows where he was, no one knows what direction he was heading. So, yes, I, I just, I think it's really interesting and very... Suspicious. Yes, it's just very suspicious. Like, he had so much time. He was there for ten days before anyone knew anything was going on. I also find it interesting that you're driving 36 hours across the country. Nobody saw that van. There's no gas security camera footage of that van getting gas, of him in a gas station getting gas, getting snacks, getting food, getting drinks. I just, I don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that is something police or, like, hope to God that is something police have thought of and have looked for, and that it's just not public information, because this is an ongoing investigation, so not everything is right. going to be released. It won't be released until they close the case. Um, so who knows? Like, I hope that they've looked that way. John Walsh also reading his interview. He doesn't even think, which obviously this makes so much sense. He doesn't even think that he went to the swamp. Basically, was his car even ever there? Like, I don't know. Like, it, it wouldn't make sense for them to go drop him off or something mm-hmm. um, and take it back later. I And obviously, like, if they're trying to help him, they're not going to tell police where he actually went. Yeah. I don't know. It's... It's just weird, yeah. It's so weird. Um, One of the most notable things about all this, as far as theories, investigation, evidence, is a YouTube vlogger actually found where Gabby was buried. Um, This family was editing footage of their vlog, of the trip that they took to that national park. And in the video... The, um, in the video, you see the van, which is parked on the side of the road, and it's very clear that it is their van. Mm-hmm. And in the video, this is a theory that everybody is saying that I find hard to believe, but in the video, you can see for a very split second, there is somebody that appears to be digging in the background. Maybe not even a person. Like, it could, it could honestly be a tree. Literally, it could be a tree. It could be a plant. It could be a branch. It could be anything. You see it for a second. You see it for a very small second. And I will add this in there as well. People on Twitter, Reddit, you name it, they are saying that this is Brian digging a hole for Gabby's body. Um, I, I don't believe that. Because there is a picture of where... The van was compared to where Gabby's body was found. It is so far away. Mm-hmm. 900 feet? Yeah, 900 feet. And in the picture, it looks extremely far away. Um, so, I don't think... Mm-hmm. I don't think he's there digging. And if he is, 
Also, it was the middle of the day that this... Uh, yeah, it was like daylight. It was daylight day. outside. Um, he was in the middle of an... If this was him digging, he would be in the middle of an open field. With a road right next to it that is the road to the park, I assume. Yes. That's within the park. It just doesn't make sense, like, logically for him to do that. And it just wasn't the location anyway, so that's yeah. just not true. Um, I also read this somewhere. I don't remember where exactly. Um, but there was apparently a phone and shoes at the van. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's true. I just thought of that just now because I feel like I read that somewhere that there was stuff like laying next to the van. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was the YouTube people that said that because they just drove by it. They didn't, you know, stop and look at it. They didn't realize that it was that van until they were editing. Mm -hmm. So at the place that they found Gabby's body, a a makeshift cross was like right next to it. It was made out of rocks. Um, there's, like, no information on this. I saw this on two news stations. Um, it is unclear if that cross was made before the body was found or after the body was found. From what I have gathered, I don't think anybody was around that area to, like, like, nobody was, like, just making a memorial for her. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody was around that area because I think, because the YouTube vloggers called the police and they immediately went and checked that area and that's when they found the body, um... So it could have been made by Brian, because I don't, if, like, if Brian had killed her, or it could be, could have been made by the person that killed her, I don't know. I just don't see the police or FBI sitting there making this. No. After they, like, no, they're not going to do that. And from what I've seen, nobody, like, nobody was in the area to do that. So I feel like it was done before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would have been made by Brian, if, if Brian you know, did it, he would have made it, which I think is weird, mm-hmm. but I mean, if he did kill her, it would make a little sense, because it's like, oh, it's my fiance, let me give her something. This is my personal theory, I think that Brian allegedly did kill her, I do not think it was intentional, I do not think it was premeditated, I think they were just arguing from being on the road for five months together, that's your only form of community, that's the only person you're talking to, um, and I'm sure it gets... It can get intense. It, it can get... In, you're, yes, okay. I think they were just fighting a lot, and maybe things got a little too physical. Maybe he pushed her, she fell. I think it was an accident. However it happened, I think it was an accident, and this entire thing had just been handled poorly. I don't think he did it, like, premeditated, hmm. personally. And I think that that would point to him using the cross, because I think he was yeah. sorry. I think he was remorseful. But see... Like, that makes sense. And, like, I don't really know if I believe that he, like, had intent to do it or, like, he was that kind of person. But if it was an accident, I just feel like I don't understand him fully covering it up, burying Mm -hmm. the body, and not calling police. Like, if he... Like, I mean, yeah, he killed her or whatever, but, like, I feel like if it's, like, you're that remorseful Mm -hmm. and you're that upset about it, you wouldn't be hiding so much. Mm -hmm. I I don't think it was, like, I accidentally pushed her. I think he pushed her and she fell. I think yeah. because she was she was a little girl she was yeah right she was a, a small woman um, not little girl um, but she only weighed like 110 to 120 pounds I don't know how tall Brian was but yeah I mean I think he could easily overpower her not even meaning to I think he really and they were in very like 
they were in terrain, like dangerous looking terrain. Like I've never been out. Like I don't know what it's like. Oh well, I can hiking. tell you all about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've been on a road trip out there. I haven't, but like, I feel like it's probably not difficult to make a wrong step or trip or, like even like a little push and then you're mm-hmm. rolling down right. something. So I mean that makes sense. I just the fact that he's hiding so much mm-hmm. is odd. Not speaking to police. Right. Like if his parents accident, aren't speaking. Like I just feel like. Like, yeah, there's been cases before where someone, like, does something like that, and then they end up dying, and then they panic in the moment, and then they just end up trying to cover it up. But I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. Mm-hmm. He he had 36 hours to think about that. Right. Like, he had 36 hours to be like, oh, this Let is Let me turn stupid. around. Yeah. That's a long drive alone. He committed. Whatever his... De- he stuck with his decision. Yeah. I... Speculation. I think that he did kill her. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how or why mm-hmm. or what. Nobody does. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that he did it. But there are some other things that have happened in that area that it could potentially be something else completely. There have been several people who have gone missing in the Teton County area uh, around the same time frame, which also includes Gabby. Um, the police say that these incidences aren't connected, but it is still a little odd. Uh, the, one of the people who have gone missing is Robert Bob Lowry, who is a 46-year-old from Texas. He was last seen August 23rd in Jackson Hole. Another individual who's gone missing is C.N. McLaughlin, uh, a 27-year-old male who was last seen June 8th hiking up Lupin Meadows Trailhead. Um, he was reportedly heading towards Taggart Lake. He was spotted by another hiker who passed him in the trail, and he was not wearing any type of gear. He said he did not have a backpack. Also, Bob, Robert Bob, was reported to have called his mail service and have his mail canceled, and all he had was a tent and a sleeping bag. His sister, or a family member, had said that he had no history of camping and he was just going to try it out so in my humble opinion i kind of think these people committed suicide if you go out with nothing you're not wanting to come back you cancel your mail you're not wanting to come back so yeah i don't think that these have anything to do with them um but then there are two other people yes but i will say like the reason we're even talking about these people is how close it is to where gabby's body was found um, it's all within, like... 45 minutes. 45 to an hour away from each other. Um, in the same county, in the same area. Um, but... But in Mohawk, Utah, there was actually a murder of Kylan Schultz and Crystal Beck-Turner. They were shot dead in the La, La Salle Mountains in Utah. Um, the two of them worked at Moonflower Co-op, which is in Mohab. And Gabby and Brian were actually spotted fighting outside of that store on the 12th of August. And Kylan and Crystal were murdered on the 14th of August. Mm-hmm. So police have said that there's no like correlation between the two. But I just thought that that was really weird because it's two days after. And also Brian's attorney reportedly instructed him not to talk about the fight on the 12th. So I just find that odd. But apparently there's no correlation with that. 
just something that I found interesting to throw in there. So another little theory that's been going on on Twitter, there have been multiple screenshots posted from a hunting cam. Is that what they're called? Yeah, it's like a trail camera. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, of a man who's wearing a backpack that looks similar to Brian's. He has um, a... It looks like Brian would have grown out his beard. Um, it just... It kind of looks similar to him. It's only one screenshot. It's not that clear of a picture. You can say it looks similar if you want it to look I like mean, it like is. it's like a bald man with a beard. And that's... Yeah. He was a bald-ish man with a beard. Yeah. So... Yeah. It looks like it, him. If I you want say, it to look like him, like, it, yeah. it's him. Yeah. That spotting was in Baker, Florida, and it was a on September 20th. So Brian went missing or was last seen on September 14th. Um, from Northport to Baker, it is a 156-hour walk, which is about six and a half days, which would give him enough days... Or that would give him enough time to walk if you don't account for, like, him sleeping and eating. Now, that could also mean that he hitchhiked. And a lot of people are just speculating that him traveling up the coast of Florida is him trying to get to Mexico. That just seems a little far-fetched. And this could just be a random guy hiking. The picture of the security camera was also taken at 6.17 a.m., which I find odd. Like, I don't know. I guess people hike that early in the morning, but... Maybe. I just... I don't know. It's weird to me. Yeah. Like I like This also said, looks like an extremely wooded area. I wish there was more, more pictures. Like, there has yeah. to be a video, right? I don't know. Because if it is a hunting camera, it just takes pictures every once in a while. Mm. But movement... Like, for movement. Yeah. And if this is, which I don't know Florida, I don't know what kind of hunting game there is out there, but if this is Brian, and if this is him making his way up the coast of Florida, I feel like there will be other people like who have hunting cams who are like, oh, well, I have this guy. Yeah. Maybe. And also, like, if this is an area where you hunt and maybe someone was hunting and they got caught on camera, he does not have any hunting gear on. No camouflage, no gun, Ooh, no nothing. Yeah. He's just wearing a short sleeve shirt what appears to be pants, and he has a backpack on. So he's not hunting. Um, hiking, potentially. Um, I don't know, but it's a weird screen grab. Another thing I would like to point out revolving this or regarding this case is that while Gabby has received a lot of media coverage um, during this time, and not saying that's a negative thing, a lot of people have pointed out the difference in media coverage that a white woman who's gone missing will get versus just people of color. Yeah, so 710 indigenous people have been missing from Wyoming throughout the past 10 years, and nobody has said anything about it, really tried to look for them. And as well as Lauren Cho, Jennifer Caridad, and Daniel Robinson are three people that have recently went missing in the Wyoming area. And like I said, nobody has talked about them, nobody has talked about any of these people. Um, they're all people of color, and a lot of people are like, saying they don't understand why Gabby's case within two weeks gets solved by the internet because technically it is kind of being solved by the internet because you know the social media attention that is getting the people that are posting stuff about it um, are getting digging out a lot of evidence and stuff that has helped um, police 
figure out everything. Like, you know, I said the YouTube vlogger was the one that was the one that got police to even go to that location to find her body. So it is really the internet, you know, finding these things about this case that are kind of help solving it faster than it probably would be normally. But these other people are getting absolutely no attention and it's just sad to see that because it's all happening in the same state, in the same area, and nobody cares about that, but they care about Gabby. Mm -hmm. Not saying it's a bad thing that Gabby has had all of this media coverage. Um, it just points out like the discrepancy that uh, our country has in reporting about people who aren't white. I just think this proves that cases can be solved especially by being um, like looking out together as a community and if the media isn't putting these cases out there people don't know to look out for these things. If the media coverage on Gabby wasn't so wild, wildly seen that a vlogger who had seen her van wouldn't have been like oh that is Gabby Petito's van, and her body wouldn't have been found so quickly. But yeah, that's pretty much all we have for the Gabby Petito case at this time. It's an ongoing investigation, so there's obviously new updates every single day. We will update you guys on that throughout the new episodes of the podcast. Um, but before we close out, I would like to thank Austin Orr for the amazing graphics that we now have. Um, we're changing it up a little. We're adding new things, making the podcast look different, progressed it throughout, and Austin made all of these, so a huge thank you to them for that. We love them. They look really good. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys stick around and watch as we improve. If you guys have any cases that you would like to hear us cover, you could leave them down in the comments of our YouTube video. Um, also, subscribe if you want to become a personal cadet of the Partners in Crime. If you have any information about Gabby, contact the FBI and all the people that are on this investigation. Try to figure out what happened to her. But we will see you guys next Friday. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.